Hey there, I'm your host, Kate All of the Empowered Agency Podcast. This is the podcast where I share with you wisdom, practical advice, and leadership for those wanting to grow and scale their agency. My goal is to help you multiply yourself and grow your agency so that you can reach your goals, both personal and professional. In this season of the podcast, season four, we're diving into all things teams, hiring, feedback, firing, training, and how to start, grow, and develop a really healthy team. It's one of my sweet spots. In fact, in my agency, I've grown my team to at most 40 at one point, and I have a whole leadership team and a C-suite level. What I love about owning an agency is that I get to provide meaningful feedback and employment for people who have gifts, talents, and strengths that are complementary to mine, sometimes even better. So I want to talk a little bit about that in this season. And today we're going to be talking about training new team members. I know that it's really easy to put all your energy into hiring. We talked about that in the last podcast. And then you get relaxed when it comes to training. You see this person as competent, you loved your interaction with them, and you are tasting freedom and moving into a new position in your company. And it is really tempting in that time to cut corners, but don't. You've just invested time and energy into interviewing and sourcing this person. You have an opportunity during training to really keep this person in your circle for a long time and build loyalty. You want to keep running the race and serve your new employee or contractor really well. So this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, but I wanted to give you some behind the scenes of how we do training in my agency and how we see it. So first of all, I see training as onboarding, very similar to how we would onboard a new client. I go on the assumption that this person doesn't know anything about my culture, doesn't know anything about our communication style, doesn't know any of our rules. It's very similar if you are somebody who has been married. You both come with these ideas of what your family of origin invested in you, right? And we get married and all of a sudden we think, well, why isn't this person closing the cabinet doors? Why isn't this person loading the dishwasher? Why isn't whatever, right? Well, it's a really because we haven't really had the conversation about what's expected or what we both bring to the table. So I love the first couple of days of hiring somebody to be about culture and about how we can really help them know why you created your company. In fact, one of the things we do is I record a video and I talk about the history. I talk about why I created Simple Pin Media, how it came to be. I want people to understand what company they're walking into. We're not corporate. We are a startup. We're a small business. And people being threaded in with that story makes a huge difference. And if we don't provide that opportunity, it's really missing that really key component to future loyalty. So I talk about my story. I talk about core values. I talk about expectations. And I talk about communication styles. I talk about what's really important to me and why we came up with these core values. So that right in the get-go, before we even get into technical pieces, people really know the why. They've now had this great experience in an interview. They've now said yes to you. And now they're getting to know you. They're getting to know your why. After that, we go into the technical pieces. Now, our technical training is broken down into a master Asana project. You might use ClickUp. You might use Trello. When it comes to using a project management software, it's all about what works with with your brain. I know a lot of my team members love Trello. In fact, 
our image department and our promoted Pinterest ads team, they use Trello. I hate Trello. <laughs> so I use Asana. I know there's different theories out there too about whether or not your team should all be on one master project list. And that's the only thing that you have. But when it comes to agencies that have an agency side, as well as a product side, if that team that's associated with the deliverables can function, you know, I wouldn't want like seven different project management tools, but I feel like two is okay. And it also allows your employees or your contractors to know that you're thinking about their mind and how it works, right? So we have a master Asana project for our training. This is where we have a Google Drive folder linked. We have all of our documents so that what we can do is we can simply duplicate the project when it comes to a new team member coming in. And that also is associated with like um, how what position that person is in. So if it's training for an account specialist, if it's training for a team lead, if it's training for uh, somebody in marketing, it's going to look a little bit different, but you can still duplicate it. So take some time, probably like, I don't know, you're going to take about an hour and put everything in there. And then every single time you train somebody going forward, add everything to it. So it's going to be a really big project. Our training system is broken up into nine parts covering culture, how to navigate our communication systems, core values, expectations, technical tools. It is crazy how much is in there, but I don't want to forget anything. However, I do have to say this. You will forget something. I mean, it's just going to happen. People are going to ask questions and this is key to training. Never make somebody feel bad for asking questions. I've mentioned before the Colby A index test. It is one of the best tests that I've ever taken when it comes to personality to know how I'm wired. I am a high fact finder. I am a high follow through. I am a low quick start and a low implementer. So what that means is I need to ask a lot of questions to really fully understand what's expected of me and how to do my job well. Somebody who is a quick start doesn't have a lot of patience with questions simply because they don't need a lot of data and information. Having somebody new in your culture take this test is so important because you might have a person who is a fact finder and you might be a quick start. And during training, that fact finder is trying to get their bearings. They're trying to get anchors. And you as a quick start might become quickly annoyed with their questions. But if you set the expectation at the start that you will allow a lot of questions and you won't make people feel dumb, that's going to go a long way with your fact finder. Fact finders do have to be pushed just outside their comfort zone to say, do you have all the information that you need or is there more that you need? Or maybe even when will you be ready? What's the appropriate level of information that you need to move past this, right? On the other hand, if you have a quick start, they can really easily skip over a ton of stuff and then come back and say, well, wait a minute, we didn't talk about that. Well, we did talk about it, but you were a little bit impatient and wanted to get through it quickly. So knowing the person who's going through training and knowing how you relate to them is key. So how we do training, we do it all via Zoom because we're a remote company. We do have people who live here locally, but we find that Zoom is easier, especially with gas prices being so high and driving. There's a lesson, there's a review, there's a checkpoint, and there's a practice. Everything has to be built in because you can't just tell somebody, watch this video and then do it, right? But we want to take those nine parts and say, let's take this part. Let's go through it. 
Let's review it and let's have you practice and let's check that off our list. We also want people to know that this is not a time where you're going to be a master at any of these things. You're only going to get about 90%. And that's the goal. You don't need your people to be 100% because sometimes on the job experience is what levels people up to that 100%. So give yourself the, I guess, grace and give them the self, them the grace to get to just 90%. That is okay. We have it last about two weeks. And the reason we do that is because oftentimes people will want to go longer. That's usually our fact finders. And some people will want to go quicker. But we find that two weeks is really appropriate for getting the cultural fit, getting the technical fit, and then making sure they have time to watch all the videos. Now, it could be different depending on if you hire somebody full time or if you hire somebody part time or even very, very part time. For a lot of people who start work with us, they are part time employees or contractors. So we want to be sensitive to their time thinking they can maybe spend about two hours a day on training. That's all they have to give right now. And then addition to practice, maybe another hour, three hours, maybe four hours. That's somebody who's going to end up working maybe 15 hours a week. That's okay if you go a little slower, as long as you plan for it. The most important thing that I want you to take away from this episode, albeit quite short, is I want you to remember that training is an opportunity to create loyalty, fuse them into your culture, and really create a great bond with the person that you've just hired. We have a saying in our company that there's no dumb questions. You can ask anything and we're not going to make you feel bad. That at the get-go will help people soften quite a bit. And it helps them know that they're not going to step in a trap. or They're not going to do something wrong. Whenever we hire somebody or we join a new company ourselves, we're all on watch. We're all making sure we're making the right decisions. We're doing great things. We're impressing. And we're really making sure that we don't have, it's called buyer's remorse, but I'm going to call it hiring remorse. Here's the last thing I'll say. If you do find yourself with hiring remorse and you're a week into training and you realize this person is not a good fit, trust your instincts. Don't push it. I have done that before and I look back now and I think, man, I wish I would have cut my losses. We've had very, very few experiences. Thankfully, it's been rare where people have said, their internet isn't good, they're traveling while they're training, they're not getting back to us, not in a timely manner, not in a respectable manner. And at the end of two weeks, we cut and run. I know that training requires a lot and it's really, really hard for a lot of companies to absorb the loss of that time and that income. But I will tell you, it will save you so much time and income in the future if you get rid of that person when you have the chance. Okay, that's it for today's podcast, season four, episode four. I would love it if you would share this podcast with a friend. Takes 30 seconds or less, hit the share button, send it to them so they can start listening as well. And if you haven't left a review, use that other 30 seconds. Go ahead and leave a review, five star. Let us know what you think about the Empowered Agency podcast and how we can continue to serve you and give you great information in just these bite-sized pieces so that you can be a better agency owner. Thanks so much for listening.